Welcome to Best Friends Finance, empowering women to take control of their financial future by talking about money with friends. I'm Laura Fort, and I'm here today with my co-host and best friend, Amanda Kessler. We made it clear into our mid-40s with our heads firmly planted in the sand about all things money and finances. But, you know, as best friends, we started talking about money and finances, and we decided that we needed to start this podcast in order to help empower other women take control of their financial future by talking about money with friends. So, Amanda, today we have an incredible, exciting guest. Do you want to share a little bit more about her? Absolutely. So today we're so happy to welcome Deanna Burkholder. Deanna is a licensed financial advisor in Alberta, Canada, who teaches women about money in an industry meant to intimidate and overwhelm them. And man, we've been following Deanna and she's got such great material and experiences regarding the differences between men and women when it comes to financial planning that we just had to pick her brain. So welcome, Deanna. Thank you so much, ladies, for having me here today. I am so unbelievably excited to be here. Well, we're excited to have you. Okay, so as our listeners know, we always start out with our money story. So we want we want to get totally personal here and hear how <laughs> you as a young woman were raised to end up being someone who saw the value in going into the finance industry at such a young age. Awesome. First of all, what a great question to start off with because I feel like how we were raised around money and how we perceived money follows us into adulthood, whether we like it or not. So discussing a money story right off the bat is such a great idea. So my money story is probably quite common and, and lots of women can relate to it. So I grew up in a, a small town in uh, Alberta, Canada called Fort Saskatchewan. We've since boomed. I feel like we're uh, a big city now compared to the everyone knowing each other and their dog like I grew up with. Um, but uh, my family, uh, I come from a quite a large family, uh, lots of aunts and uncles, and uh, my mom had three kids, and she started having kids when she was incredibly young. Uh, so she stayed at home with us. And one thing that has followed me into, uh, into adulthood has been my mom's struggle with money and how there was never enough. And whenever we needed something, it was such a struggle to make it work. I remember back to school season, just being stressful and trying to move things around in the budget in order to make things work. So my perception of money has always been that it's difficult to come by, that it's a ton of work to make ends meet. And that definitely followed me into adulthood. So when I started my money journey, uh, visiting my bank and wanting to talk about how do I start saving and how do I pay off my debt? And I had student loan debt that I had no idea how to pay off. Um, so I actually visited my local bank. I walked in there uh, feeling completely lost and helpless, like I'm sure so many women feel. Uh, talked to a random advisor that I got assigned to. He opened me a high interest savings account that I had absolutely no idea how to use or what the benefits were. He just switched my credit card to a line of credit with a slightly lower interest rate, but didn't give me any tools on how to pay that off. Um, and I left that appointment feeling 10 times more confused, 10 times more helpless. Uh, and it really made me realize that the financial industry is not based around educating or teaching people how to pay off debt, how to save money. It's just a cookie cutter industry in order to make advisors money. So I felt incredibly frustrated walking out of that appointment. So from that day on, I went and did my own work and I, I realized that I had to do my own research if I wanted to make 
a plan that was completely customized to what I needed for the future. And that's actually what started uh, my journey into the financial services industry. I now uh, teach women specifically about money. I talk about investments, insurance, financial planning, retirement planning, anything you can think of. And I really focus on the education aspect of it because I feel like that is so incredibly important. And that's what I needed growing up. Uh, so I want to be that woman for all the other women out there today. That is so incredible, Laura. I know you resonate with Deanna's story from her childhood. And I have to say, when you started talking, I assumed you were going to tell us, you know, my parents were bankers or financial planners, or we always talked about money around the dinner table. So how incredible that you came from that sense of, of occasionally feel, feeling lack and worry about money to realizing right away that you never wanted to feel that way. Yes. Which I think is so important, especially for women these days, is what happened in your childhood and how you were raised and, and your parents' perspective of money definitely doesn't have to be yours. I, um, you don't know my story, but my our, my story is so similar to yours, where there was so much scarcity around money and there were a lot of tears around money and not having ample enough of it to, and my mom was single with, you know, she was raising four kids on her own and, you know, it was just it was really, really tough. And so it is, I, I'm so proud of you for getting there much, much sooner than your mid forties. <laughs> Thank you ladies. But the time is now, right? It doesn't matter when you, when you get there, as long as we get there. And we're figuring that out and we're, and we're happy to be on this journey and, and learning from people like you. That's so awesome. I'm, I'm so grateful that women are, are, are learning about this journey together and talking about it, especially in these platforms is such a fantastic way of getting this information out there. Okay, so you went into the bank and you got a credit line from a man, and you do talk a lot about in your social media the differences between men and women. What are some of the common threads that you see between men and women when you're talking to them about their finances? That's such a fantastic question. I really feel like the financial industry was built by men for men, and I've done quite a bit of research on the difference differences between how men and women's brains are just completely different. Men are so single focused. And when something works for them, um, they stick with it and they don't really explore any other options because it works. Why would you fix something that isn't broke? Where women are completely open to so many different options and they shop around and they really want to understand uh, before they make a purchase or before they invest or before they open a line of credit. Um, so there's these vast differences between men and women and when it comes to their, their money. And the four main differences that I've noticed is uh, men and women are completely different when it comes to saving, investing, borrowing, and spending. And uh, I'm sure if you, uh, if you ladies have a spouse, you could probably say that your bank accounts would look very different based on purchases and, and how, how you discuss debt and how you discuss how you want to save. Uh, so there's huge, huge differences when it comes, when it comes to how men and women manage their money. Uh, a great example of that would be how we choose to spend our money. Men tend to go out uh, and buy more tech-related items or sporting goods with their disposable income, whereas women would buy home decor and spoil their pets. So that can definitely raise some difficult conversations in relationships as well when it comes to what are we choosing to spend our money on because we're so different uh, when it comes to, to that part of our finances. That is so funny that you just said those two examples because 
my husband is the most frugal man on the planet. Yet without like talking to me or thinking twice about it, he bought a, what do you, what should I call it? A fake-a-ton, like a pretend Peloton. <laughs> the giant box showed up and I'm like, you bought a Peloton? Because that would be insane for him. But no, it was the cheaper version. But still, he didn't even think to mention it to me. Um, and he, and a new computer. And for me, I were looking at furnishing, finishing a room that has been empty since we bought our house in 2016. I mean, nice. we need some furniture and he just like is not on the same page about that, but he didn't think about sporting goods or electronics. So you kind of nailed it there. Yes. And it's, I don't want to put people in a box, but, uh, men and women are easier to understand than we think. If you, if you put them in those categories, I, uh, I'm the same. I want to buy a, a beautiful poof living room and I want a new collar from the dog. Uh, but my fiance would definitely think that those are uh, not important purchases and would go out and buy uh, new hunting gear uh, without even thinking twice about it. So, so yes, men and women are very, uh, very different when it comes to their spending habits. My husband and I are buying an investment piece of property right now, and we're talking about financing and what that looks like. And so, you know, do you go to a mortgage company or do you go to a bank and which one is going to be more lendable? And what I didn't realize until I was having this conversation with him, which he learned years and years ago, because he always did all of the money. He always did all of the borrowing. You know, he filled out all the paperwork. I'm just not getting involved with that. But he said, you cannot keep going to the same bank to borrow money over. Like they're only willing to take so much, like- they're only willing to take so much risk on you. And he's like, you have to spread it around. And I was, cause I was like, why are you overthinking this? Just go down there. They're going to give us the money. But you know, I, I didn't know that. Like, I'm just learning this today on my 27th wedding anniversary, you know, at five o'clock this morning when we're having a conversation around coffee and borrowing money. So, yeah. um, like his, and then he said, you know, and it hurts your feelings when someone, you know, if the banker says, no, I'm not going to loan you money. And I'm like, it's not personal. What they mean is, and it was so funny how he was taking it personal. And I was like, absolutely not. I get that. I get that. They only want to take so much of a risk on you and they want you to spread your wealth around. Yes. For borrowing around, if you will. Yes. Okay. So this leads to our next question, which I think is so relevant to this. Obviously, there's some specific conversations that um, men and women need to have with each other that women should be having with their partner. What do you recommend that you discuss with your partner for a healthy relationship around money? That is such a fantastic question. I'm so glad that you asked that question because I feel like they're actually difficult conversations that uh, we always dread having with our partner. I feel like it always starts with, okay, I don't want this to be a fight, but we need to talk about this, or it's time for us to talk. And we, we end up having this predetermined outcome as to, as to how it's going to go. But these conversations are conversations you need to be having with your spouse to fuel that healthy relationship. And Laura, you, you nailed it on the head there. It's uh, it can be as simple as having it over coffee and talking about the best option when it comes to financing. It doesn't need to be difficult, but we've got this predetermined notion that it's just going to be an absolute struggle. So the number one question that I feel like we should be talking about our spouse, even before we get married, before we're in a long-term relationship, it's nice to get this kind of red flag out in the open, is how much debt do we actually have? Not how much do we think we have, but what is the exact figure of debt that we owe? Um, what's our plan to pay it off? If you are married, do we plan on paying it off together? Or are we taking individual responsibility for it? Is there a way we can cut our expenses in order to pay this off faster? Do we need to make more money 
in order to pay off the debt. And what's funny, another difference between men and women is women are way more willing to just cut out expenses to pay off debt. They'll, you know, they'll, uh, they'll sell the, the workout bike in order to make it work. Um, they'll cut down on their Starbucks every single morning in order to, to pay down debt. Whereas men automatically assume that they just need to go make more money. They need to pick up a part job, they need to ask for a raise, and that's the best way to pay down debt. So it's interesting, one of the first conversations to have already brings up differences between men and women. So that's the number one conversation I would have to start is where are we actually? Where are we starting on a debt basis? Number two is definitely um, when it comes to our jobs and when it comes to our income, what's our plan? Do you like the job that you're in? Do you want to start a financial podcast with your bestie? And and how is that going to bring in money for the family? And do you want to start your own business? Do you want to switch careers completely? I feel like we're in this habit of this hamster wheel of things are just working. So we don't really need to explore other options, but do we need to have the financial talk about someone going back to school or someone starting a business? And what does that look like for us? Um, what are our financial goals is another conversation we need to have. Um, are we on the same page when it comes to those things? Do we want to start talking about retirement right away? What does retirement look like? Are we going to be on the beach somewhere or are we going to stay here and spoil our grandkids? What does that look like financially for us? Um, when it comes to what you need to learn more about, a great conversation to have with your spouse is what topics do we need to learn more about? Um, Laura, great example. I need to learn a little bit more about how to actually finance our next investment. Um, I don't know a whole bunch about that. So where can we start? Where can we find that information? Can we work on that stuff together? Do we struggle with how to start investing and you want to do it one way and I want to do it the other? Um, so what information is out there for us so that we can move forward together? And the big one, and I feel like it's, the number one issue in any relationship is communication, communication in general, but also how often do you want to communicate about money? Now, like us three ladies, I'm sure we talk about money quite a bit, uh, especially with our partner. Um, but how often do you want to check in? Do you want to have a daily check-in? How did it go today? How are you feeling about money today? Are you feeling stressed out? Are you feeling excited? Uh, do you want to check in every single week? Like this is the week that we had. These are the bills that are coming out. We've gotten this much closer to our goal this week. Or do you want to have something like a six-month check-in? This is the stuff that we uh, have accomplished over the last six months. What do we want to accomplish in the next six months? I'd recommend probably talking about it a little bit more often uh, because I feel like money has become this taboo subject, especially with our partner. And it doesn't need to be. We can talk about money just like we talk about how much cream you take in your morning. So having those consistent conversations about money just fuels that healthier relationship. And it turns a kind of difficult conversation into an everyday conversation. So those are definitely the top five conversations that I'd be having with your spouse about money. Those are so, I mean, we need to unpack this, Laura, right? Didn't that like, you, I had all sorts of bells go off with multiple oh, yes. of these. Abs absolutely. You you start. Um, well, first of all, you know, I was thinking about number one, like coming into the marriage or relationship, knowing about how much debt you actually have. And um, when, so I didn't meet my husband until I was 29 and he was 32. And I'd already been working for a few years. I was practicing law. Like I was making some good, solid financial choices, which I'm 
pretty proud of because I didn't always go that way. Um, <laughs> but what's funny is I remember I came in with student loans because I borrowed money to go to law school. I, I put myself through law school with student loans and um, he didn't have any student debt. And I had a lot of guilt around that. Um, we did end up combining our finances and just, you know, we paid it off over the course of 14 years to, to pay off my law school loan, which I'm so glad it's over. <laughs> but, um, but what's funny is only recently have I realized, like, I feel like I've always been kind of the butt of the financial jokes of our relationship, like, oh, the spender, oh, the one who had the student loan, blah, blah, blah. But I only recently discovered when we did some shifting around of all of our investments that I'm actually rocking retirement savings way harder than him. When we met when he was 32 and I was 29, he had been in in this decade of incredible entrepreneurship where he had his own company and he'd work for a year and then he'd play for a year and a half and not save a dime. (laughs) So I only am sharing this to say, like, you really don't know until you have the complete picture. Like everybody has their own baggage. And wow, what if we'd actually talked about that? Maybe I'm glad we didn't because I might have been like, you didn't save for retirement, but you know, it is what it is. I completely agree. And it doesn't need to be your first date and you order a Chardonnay and and he orders the whiskey sour and then you sit down and talk about how much debt you have. But if you haven't entered into a serious relationship, I think it's a conversation to have before you do. You do want to know the baggage that comes with your partner and a whole episode just on starting a relationship and and the money conversations to have with that. But if you haven't had the conversations before entering a relationship and having them while you're in one is still a great tactic. There's never, uh, it's never too late to talk about your money. And I'm so glad you did it with your husband for sure. It sounds like he uh, works hard, but plays even harder. Well, before we had children. Now yes. we just, <laughs> that got to change things, but yeah. There's no time for anything else now. It's really just about normal normalizing the conversation, right? Like I used to remember I would go shopping with my grandmother and she would say, okay, if granddaddy doesn't ask, we don't tell. And she was talking about the purchases that we made that day. So, it, you know, it's just generational and we, it's just changing the conversation and, and changing the conversation at home and trickling it down to the next generation and making sure, and Amanda and I both have girls and, you know, we, we just talk about this all the time, how important it is for our kids, our girls to learn that it's so normal and it's, it's okay to talk about money, right? Yes, I completely agree. And I don't know where it came from that you're not supposed to talk about money and, and you don't, you know, go for a glass of wine with your girlfriends and we don't talk about what's going on at the bank or, or how much debt we owe. And it's just become this gross taboo subject. And thankfully there's women out there like you two and myself who are really taking the blinders off and let's talk about it. The best way to, to really get everything out on the table and to get rid of the guilt associated with having student loans or, or, um, the purchases that you that you choose to make with your income, there doesn't need to be any of those feelings associated with those purchases. It's how we operate and and definitely making this conversation more user friendly and more of a household conversation. I'm all for it. We make so many assumptions around money too, like, you know, based on Amanda's Instagram or my Instagram or your Instagram, Deanna, how much money you're making based on how often you're traveling or what, what you're posting and how often you go to Starbucks or if you have a new handbag or, you know, that's another thing that I just, we don't know. Like maybe Amanda is wildly passionate about 
handbags. She's not, um, <laughs> but she's wildly passionate about travel. So, you know, again, it's all, it's perception. And I think social media has kind of changed that a little bit too. So if we were talking about it more and more about like, that's where our, that's where our value is. We're, we're putting our eggs in this basket because, you know, this is, this is long-term. This is what means a lot to our family. Um, as opposed to just thinking that you're not doing as well as someone else, or they're doing so much better than you, or how do people afford to do the things that they do? You know, are they living on credit card debt? We don't, we don't know these things, but we make all these assumptions. And I think that's a dangerous I couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. You know, what's interesting that Laura and I have discovered is actually having these conversations, especially about goals with our spouses, has been unbelievably beneficial to our relationships. Because once you get through all the the harder beginning parts of like getting on the same page and really understanding what you're dealing with and what you need to do to get to where you want to go, and then you're on the same path working toward a goal, like it's, you almost love each other even more because you're like, we're doing this together. And um, I am, I say this all the time, but I refuse to talk about money or budgets or anything with my husband for like the first 10 years we were married because it made me uncomfortable because I had this really strange, um, I must call it a sense of entitlement, which sounds embarrassing to admit, but that when you work hard and you're two professionals, like you shouldn't even have to think about it. Like you just do your thing and then everything will be fine and you get to retire. And that was so not healthy. Like it does require conversations and getting on the same page. So now we talk about retire. Like I don't, I, I love what I do. I don't really plan to retire anytime soon, but we talk about it all the time because it's fun to dream together and it no longer feels scarier or causes those the physical discomfort I used to feel when I talked about money. Yes. And I, I would assume that 90 to 99% of women feel the exact same way, especially when it comes to maybe making less money than their husband or staying home with the kids and they're not bringing in an income right now. Like I don't deserve to have this conversation about our money because I don't make any, I don't make as, as much or uh, my husband knows everything about our finances. So I'll just sit back and, and let him do his thing and hope that we're in good hands. And his retirement goals are my retirement goals. And that doesn't need to be the case. Women are obviously making uh, just as much and more money than men now. Uh, there, are, there are women who choose to have children and choose to not have children. There are women who go to work while the husband stays home with the kids now. And we've entered this this fantastic new world where women want to learn about money. Women want to talk about money and we're losing that guilt and that shame associated with it. So I'm so happy to hear that you've moved past that and and really learned that there isn't anything to be ashamed of. And I would rather talk about it now and have those kind of uncomfortable conversations than get to 55, 60, 65, want to retire and realize that you just can't. Or that you have completely different goals. I mean, you say it in your social media quite often that, you know, you as a female had, had dreams, your own dreams and your own goals. And it was, and you were, and you were carrying the weight of a lot of the household duties and, and cooking and that sort of thing. And so I think your perspective on that is, is especially the differences between men and women are so great. And I'll just share this with you guys. It wasn't until two years ago, Amanda knows this, that, you know, Jeff and I really got on the same page financially. And what made both of us comfortable, what made us uncomfortable, you know, we've made all these decisions, parenting decisions, and, you know, 
all of these things, but we, I mean, it took us 25 years to get on the same page financially. But today he said to me, we are such a great team. And I was like, we were a good team before, but I mean, we're really a phenomenal team now that we're on the same page financially. And I just think that makes such, it's like Amanda said, it just makes such a difference in your household to dream together, to, you know, to, to plan together for the future. It's so liberating. Right. To, to finally, yeah, to finally get it all out on the same table and work towards things together, whether that's parenting, buying a house, just building a budget together. It's such a fantastic feeling. I think we're financial nerds for thinking that it's such a <laughs> such a great feeling. But yeah, it's it's right up there on the top top feelings you can have with your spouse. Liberating and a relief. Like really, like you can sleep at night when you know you're on the same page. Okay, so we have to ask you about your trip to the mall experience. The the one that you share where you really talk about the difference between men and women going shopping. You just you've got to share that with us. <laughs> yes. Uh, so my fiance's name is Dylan, and I can't think of anything that he hates more than shopping. He wears uh, the same jeans all the time. He knows the the brand that he likes. He knows the size that he is. Nothing ever changes. Um, So when I say that I want to go shopping, it's this horrible dying animal noise that comes out of his mouth. Like, oh, I don't know. Please, no, don't make me do it. And the reason is it all comes back to how we're so different. Dylan will walk into a mall. Um, he's going to the first store that he knows carries his jeans. He's going to go pick out his size. He doesn't need to try it on. Uh, he's going to be in and out of there in two minutes. It's impressive how he shops. Whereas me, and I'm sure you ladies can relate too, especially with uh, with handbags, is I want to shop around and I want to go look at a whole bunch of different stores and which store is having a sale right now. And if I'm trying on a pair of jeans, I'm going to go try on a pair here, but then I'm also going to go try on a pair here. And then I'm going to go back and try on the first one because uh, I want to see how it compares. I'm also really paying attention to how I'm being treated at that store? Am I being looked after? Do I feel like I belong here? I'm also really concerned about the company values at, at the place that I'm shopping at. What are their morals? What is, what's their mission statement? Is that aligned with how I feel about clothing in general? And that all comes back to how we manage our money completely differently, especially when it comes to investing. Uh, a man uh, usually wants to do it himself. He doesn't want a whole bunch of help. He's going to go to the one platform that his friend told him about because it worked for him. He's not going to do a whole bunch of research. He's going to do research when it comes to the companies he wants to invest in and all that good stuff. But he's found something that works for him. He's going to stick with that. He's going to keep the blinders on. He's not going to really entertain any other options. And that's what's going to work for him. And he's going to stay on that road forever. Whereas women, when it comes to especially investing, they're going to shop around. Um, women tend to want more professional advice, more professional help, because I don't know about you ladies, but I have a lot going on inside my brain at all times. And the last thing I want to do is take on another thing that I need to pay attention to constantly. So women tend to lean towards more professional advice and hiring a professional. So they're going to shop around. They're going to talk to their girlfriends. They're going to talk to their mom. They're going to talk to their spouse about what are we looking for in a financial advisor and how do we want to invest and what are my investing options? What different accounts can I open? Um, How do I feel with a specific advisor? Is their goals and and their morals aligned with how I want to feel about money? Am, Am I learning things from this advisor? So 
when it comes to managing your own money and building a financial plan, it's very similar to going shopping. Men are going to be in and out and stick with what they know. Women are going to explore, learn all of their options and make sure that they're making the best decision that works for them. That is um, that resonates so deeply because part of our portfolio is managed by a, a certified financial planner who I I really like this guy. I've worked with him for a long time. I love to talk to him. I love to chat about like, well, oh, why why are we doing this? And what do you think about this? And and I feel like for my husband, working with a financial planner was almost like um, having to stop and ask for directions. Like, nope. I'm going to figure it out. Like, I really, I really don't need to do that where I'm like, no, pull over. I mean, okay, now I'm looking up on a phone. Times have changed. But, (laughs) and so we, we have met in the middle where we have part that we manage and we have part that our financial planner manages. And it just feels so good to me to have experts. Like I, I I like to assemble my team of people who are really going to help me make great decisions. Yes. And you don't have to do it alone. You don't have to hop onto Google and find out if Questrade is great for you or, or anything like that. You can, you can hire people who fill in the gaps that, that you're lacking when it comes to, to your finances. And we can't be expected to do it all. Women already do so much and we're already superhumans that opening another tab or, or taking on another task can be super daunting. So there's absolutely no shame and guilt in, uh, in finding someone who, who can help you get to where you want to be. They have the knowledge, they have the resources. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. Uh, Jeff and I are still not quite there, you guys, not just to be really honest. Um, he has kind of our team assembled and they're his people. And so I just came on the scene two years ago. And as we've done this podcast and I've, we've interviewed people like you and we entered a great, and we interviewed a great accountant this week and she's a business strategist. And I was like, you have to listen to some of her tips. Like I make him go back and listen to some of the things that I'm learning because I I think there is some old school mentality there where, you know, he's not educating himself every year and it always is evolving and it's always changing. And so I think that is an important piece, but it's easy for him sometimes to dismiss does that make sense? It's kind of dismiss some of the things that I'm like, should we should explore this? And he's kind of like, you know, he raises his eyebrow at me, but you know, it, it is always changing and it is always evolving. And I, I think that the education piece of this, as you've pointed out is so important. And it sounds like Jeff would probably buy his jeans just like Dylan would, right? He, he knows what he likes and he doesn't want to explore any other options. And he has, it's so true. He has one pair. It's so funny you say that. He has one pair of jeans that that still like we we own a hardware store. So he or he owns a hardware store and he is like, you know, he's like the blue collar guy is always out there and you know he has to replace his jeans every so frequently. Um, but anyways, he said, I like this one pair. Will you wash them today? And he goes, and we need to go get me like two more pair of that exact same jean. Like he's not changing. Yep. He don't want to try on a new pair. He just wants that pair at that size. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's just it. It's just how their brain works, right? This is working for me. So don't even give me another option. That's right. It works for them. You're right. Yeah, of course, there are going to be outliers. We know not everybody fits into these molds. But we do know based on a lot of experience that this is pretty typical among uh, couples. So we appreciate you taking the time to walk through these important conversations we need to have and how our minds might work a little differently. So it's not scary or upsetting or intimidating when we do have the sometimes difficult conversations. Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. 
Well, Deanna, this was worth a million. We so appreciate your time today. And um, we can't wait to learn more from you over time. We're going to share with our listeners where to follow you so they can keep up with your fantastic tips for um, empowering yourself by really understanding um, financial independence for women. Awesome. Thank you, ladies, so much for having me today. I am so honored to be a part of your journey of empowering women and uh, teaching them about money. Thank you, Deanna. So, Laura, I loved talking to Deanna. Um, I, I really wanted to dive a lot more into her relationship with her fiance and what that looks like for him as far as her knowing the importance of this communication, but like how wonderful that she's starting out, starting into her marriage, knowing what they should know about each other. I can't even imagine backing up 27 years and getting on the same page, but I can only imagine how empowering and freeing that is to start a marriage on that foot and be on the exact same page. So kudos to her. She's definitely a guest I think we have to have back because you're right. There's so much more we could unpack with her. And happy 27th anniversary, by the way, to you and Jeff. What a couple. Oh, it's good. It's fun. It's um, teamwork to get here. It's not been easy, but it's been a lot of fun. Well, I love, I love your marriage. I love your relationship. And I love the way that you guys have grown together um, through this, this money journey. And on that note, something that she said that really resonated with me and, and made me a little sad is that women often think they don't deserve to really be part of the financial conversation or, or part of the decision-making because they don't, in some cases, make as much as their husband or their stay-at-home wife. And I, gosh, I hope our listeners know that, First of all, if you're a stay-at-home wife, a stay-at-home mom, not a stay-at-home wife. God, if anybody out there is a stay-at-home wife, you are living the dream. I don't know how you make that happen. I'm kidding. But anyway, I mean, I just hope that our listeners feel empowered to know that the value they add is so incredibly important. And you have a seat at the table for these conversations because you are part of, you're a team and you are part of this and you're building a future together, whether your contribution is financially by being the one out there um, earning the income or by taking care of your kids. You know what I mean? I don't, for me, I don't feel like it was that as much as it was, A, it was intimidating and B, I didn't feel like I had the time or the passion enough to care about it. And so it was easy for me to turn a blind eye until that one fatal, that one day where I was like, what does our future look like? You know, I didn't feel like we were going to be able to accomplish those future goals or retirement the way that we always talked about if things didn't change. And I was smart enough to know that things weren't going down the right path, but I didn't know how to, I didn't know where to start, but it wasn't just starting that conversation and then educating myself, making time for it, having those conversations, having those weekly meetings Mm -hmm. together and communicating. Like she said, like she hit all the boxes. And you know, it's interesting to me to think about what it was for me. I think it was, she nailed it. And she, and I kind of had an eye-opening moment during that conversation because I was working so hard. I was contributing financially, but I also, as we tend to do, had fallen into gender roles where I was doing most of the stuff around our household too, most of the care of our children, not because my husband's not amazing. It's just because I, I'm biologically wired to just step in and do these things where sometimes he might need a hint or a reminder. And so I wasn't giving hints or reminders or having a conversation about balancing what was going on in the home. I was having the career. I was having all the responsibilities at home. And then I was like, are you kidding me? You want me to add something to my plate and talk about a budget? That's where I got bogged down that I'm like, I don't have the time or bandwidth to spend on this topic. And it certainly was not something I was willing to talk about for a long, long time. 100%. Well, Amanda, this conversation was worth a million. 
Absolutely. So if you enjoyed us, please share with your best friends. Direct them to bestfriendsfinance.com where you can subscribe and get the best friend in your inbox and join us on social media. We're at Best Friends Finance on Instagram and on Facebook. Drop us a review, you guys. Reviews just help us keep connected to this audience and people who are searching for women and all things money and friends. And so drop us a five-star review. We love, 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 love your feedback. Your feedback means the world to us. Until next time.